Hi everyone, welcome to Life Unlimited Podcast with me, Rwati Shantil, the lead pastor of Fountain Flow Christian Center, New Delhi. And thank you so much for tuning in. And do remember, I am bringing in new episodes every first and last Monday of every month. So stay tuned to be encouraged by powerful life stories from different men and women of God and also by the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Well, today on my 13th episode, I have a very special guest, a great man of God, uh, one I highly look up to and respect, a man God used to bring revival in Mizoram in the year 2008, uh, working alongside me with the revivalist at that time. And he is the founder of a ministry called Breakthrough Believers Ministries, which God is using mightily to bring revival among the Mizo diaspora. Uh, his ministry and influence stretches far and wide from Mizoram to other states of India, to the US, to Malaysia, to Myanmar, to Australia, and many other places as well. So without any further delay, let me introduce you, Dr. Dennis. Welcome to my show, Dr. Dennis. Hello, thank you, Pastor Ruth. Yes. Yes, thank you. Here. Yes, I'm so glad you are here and thank you so much for joining me today. And I know we're going to have a great conversation, so I'm excited for it. I'm excited yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first off, uh tell me about you. Um yeah, just tell us more about you, you know, what you like, you know, what do you do in your free time if you have any free time. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. Free time I haven't had um I don't know if I have any free time, but you know, okay. I just, uh, yeah. Even for this podcast, I had to actually, you know, um, mm. uh, come from the place um, right now. You know, right, um, right. Yeah. So, well, um, I think you have said almost everything um, mm-hmm. about me. Okay. I'm I'm single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> single with, but not ready to mingle, right? <laughs> not, not, not really. And I live with my mom. Okay. And, yeah, and my life um, is just uh, it's all about the ministry. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's yes. yeah, yeah. Right, right. That's amazing. So, um, so tell me, what is your favorite food? Oh, favorite food. Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I think I can eat anything, you know. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, you know, surprisingly, um, one of my favorites is this South Indian food. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I, I love idlis, dosas. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. I love Indian foods, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Roti, rotis. And right. All this. Curry. Yes. 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 Curries and all. Mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. it. And yes. Actually, I love it more than my miso food, you know. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Very so well. can I? Uh, <laughs> so let me add another question. Do you cook? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I think, I can, I think I, you know I tried uh, back in my hostel days. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, back uh, um, before I came to Mizoram, I was staying alone in an apartment right. for some time. So uh, those days I had to cook, mm. but then I would take a very long time to cook. You know. They need to okay. Very good, so. <laughs> okay. I, I guess it's not my calling. I guess it's not my calling. <laughs> okay, so you don't have the favor in that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, okay. Let me move on to the next question. Um, so, you know, um, your tell me about your your salvation story. How you met the Lord? Yeah, your testimony. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Sure. Um. You know, I was born in a Christian family, mm. and 
uh, I grew up in church. I grew up attending church. As a child, I was always, um, you know, I was always in uh, in church every Sunday. And mm. yeah, and then, you know, I grew up knowing about the Lord, you know, and mm. then but I didn't really know the Lord. As mm. the Bible says, knowing, you know that word? Yes. I didn't really know him uh, in a personal way, but I knew about him. Mm. And uh, because I grew up in church, I knew about heaven, hell, and all mm. the of the basics. But I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Right. But I knew enough to be scared of dying, you know, <laughs> because mm. I knew that if I if I died, I would go to hell. Right. Um, because I no nobody taught me how to get mm. saved, and nobody taught me the truth of God's word. I don't know why nobody taught me because I, I was so regular, and you know, I used to get the prizes for uh, perfect attendance in church. Mm. And all those things, but I don't know what happened. Then um, I went to salvation camps. So we have here in Mizoram, as you know, we have this salvation camps and retreats, right. and all. Yeah, I would go to these camps, and I would get saved. I would give my life to the Lord. Mm. But then, you know, after a few days, I would go back, and you know, as they say, mm-hmm. I would get saved and then get yes. lost, save, lost, save, lost. That was, <laughs> I was. That is what right. I was then. Um, but in 2001, I was diagnosed with uh, some heart problem. Okay. Yeah, and the, um, I was admitted in the hospital twice, mm. and and the doc- doctors told me they had to put a pacemaker mm. because my heart rate went so low. You know, uh, went okay. to about yeah, it was very low. That time, I was very um, um, let's uh, let me see. I was distressed, you know. I was very distressed, mm-hmm. and um, I was very young. And I thought, you know, to put on, uh, you know, to have this operation. I was mm. too young to have that operation, and right. uh, there was no way out for me. I wanted to play. I wanted to be a normal person. Mm. So that time, in my opinion, I wasn't normal, you know, because I had that incurable heart problem. Mm. Then a wonderful thing happened. Uh, there was a huge revival going on here into uh, in Aizol. God was using Mimi and one man of God called Fakdea. Yeah, there were God was using them very powerfully, and there was a huge revival here. Mm. And that revival, I gave my life to the Lord there. I got prayed for. You know, I went mm. to that uh, that guy, uh, that preacher, Fakdea. I went mm. to him, and he prayed for me. I would get, you know, I would be healed. I would feel I was healed. Um, mm. But the next day, the same problem would come back, you know. Okay. Uh, so I was very desperate. I was very distressed. Um, the doctors, the doctors had given me some medicines. I was on medications, not yet operated on, mm. still on medications. But then, one night when I went uh, in my hostel, in that was in indoor Maria Pradesh. Mm. Med- medical hostel while I was doing my MBBS okay that time, uh, we had a conversation you know revival was going on here already in Aizol mm. but uh, you know for us there was no revival much revival yet there and we were talking about uh, you know Christianity and we were talking about the Bible I don't know what we were talking about but 
it was very late. We, it was only two or three o'clock in the morning, and mm. we said it was Saturday night, and you know, uh, 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 um, those those guys, you know, in the hostel, we were mm. about three or four misos in the hostel, and so we said, um, since it's very late, let's um, you know, let's not sleep, let's stay awake the whole night so that we can go to church in the morning. Mm. Okay. So that we could attend the morning service, hmm. and so we did. And you know, just because we decided to attend the morning service, hmm. you know, just because we decided to stretch ourselves, it's like right. to get out of our comfort zone. It was time to sleep, okay. But if hmm. we slept, oversleep, and we miss, we would have missed the church. Right. So, right. you know, because we decided to stretch a bit. I think God blessed them, you know, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it was around six in the morning, three of us just gave our lives to the Lord. Wow. Just like that, we gave, gave our lives to the Lord, mm-hmm. and my spiritual journey really, really started and took off from there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I had been born again many times before, but mm-hmm. you know, I would uh, backslide, and you know, that's very common. Mm-hmm. This Christian community is very common. But this yeah. time, that was in August 2001. Something different had happened, you know. Okay. Uh, shall I still talk, or you want? Yes, yes. Please continue. Oh, please continue. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I have, I had been saved before many times. I mean, mm. you know, as we say, I would give my life to the Lord. I would dedicate my life to the Lord many times. But right. this, something was different. Mm. Well, I didn't feel anything. Uh, in my senses or in my feelings or in my emotions, it's only that I decided uh, we decided to give ourselves to the Lord, me and mm-hmm. uh, you know three of us. But the difference came because we did not only gave our lives to the Lord, but we actually continued seeking the Lord. Right. Yeah, you understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Before uh, I would give my life to the Lord and. It would be just be over like that, you know. Uh, just mm. don't sin, don't do what you did before. Go to church. Mm-hmm. But this time, the thing that the change that happened was that night we gave ourselves to the Lord, told our friends. But mm. something, I believe, it was the spirit of God, you know. But mm. I didn't know at that time. We we started. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. We continued in prayer. Mm. You know, I went up my hostel room and. We started praying, reading the Bible. Every night we would have fellowship, you know, and we continued like that. And so the fire kept, the, so the fire continued right. and continued, continued. And that was in August, and mm-hmm. we continued like that. And three of us got saved, uh, gave our lives to the Lord, and we were around, I think, seven or eight, eight of us uh, in the hostel, um, the Mizo mm-hmm. guys. It mm-hmm. kind of spread to all of them. Okay, almost all of them. And and after one month after that, we went to Bhopal, mm-hmm. and we went to one church. And the lady met me in the church. And to make it short, she laid hands on me, and I experienced something I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. You know, she asked me if I wanted to be filled with the Spirit, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what she was talking about, because you know mm-hmm. I'm a pres- Presbyterian and. Right. We don't, we don't know those stuff in you know, other. I mean, usually mm-hmm. we talk about those yeah. things. Well, I, mm-hmm. I didn't know 
anything about anything. <laughs> I just attended, I just yes. attended church. There was a mm-hmm. she laid hands on me and I I got filled with the Holy Spirit and I started speaking in tongues. Well, I don't know if uh, if your audience is familiar with all these things, but yes. even yeah. I was I wasn't familiar with all these kind of things. You know, I didn't know these things existed. But mm-hmm. then, and the funny thing is that was in. 9/11 you know that um um you know um when the two twin towers were attacked yes. yeah that one that one yeah, the September, same day, yes, yeah. September, mm. September. um so the same day i got filled with the with the holy spirit oh and yeah. uh, and and that's not all okay because mm. we continued i got hold of a teaching i got hold of a teaching by one great man of god i won't mention his name but mm. a book uh, i read a book and that book is called the anointing okay the anointing mm. very powerful book and in that book he talks about how you know if you pray mm. you don't pray only 5 minutes but if you continue to pray you know you, if you continue your flesh will die where you're praying you continue right. praying and praying and praying and maybe after an hour or something it's like your flesh will die and then mm. you suddenly get a breakthrough you experience some breakthrough you know when you pray mm-hmm. so when i read that book it was about one month after i got saved and i started experimenting with what he said in that book so mm-hmm. i wanted to get that breakthrough you know i wanted to enter the holy of holies as he said in the book mm-hmm. so so i started praying so every day i wanted to pray for one hour so mm-hmm. you know i would pray I, so after i read, read that book i started praying but nothing happened Mm. The next day I prayed for about an hour again. I didn't feel anything. But as mm-hmm. I continued this for maybe a week or so, mm. I re- I started noticing that my spirit became really sensitive, you know. Right. I, yeah, and then I could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and and you know, it's actually difficult for me to say when exactly this happened or something, but it happened mm. during those days. During okay. those days, you know, August, September, October and about by october i had gr- grown so intimate with the lord mm. you know you know before i i had uh, i was born again before mm. but this time in august i gave my life to the lord and mm. i continue in fellowship with him yeah yes. a, yeah i continue fellowship fellowshiping with him then in prayer every day every day then mm. fortunately we saw uh, we met some uh, african african brothers Mm. and we joined their fellowship it's called the victory fellowship international we joined them and then yeah they were charismatic and mm. we never yeah we didn't know what they were you know but then uh, uh, to make it short um the difference that happened was i went deep in the lord you know i started mm. yeah i started knowing him as the bible says as paul says uh, i started knowing the lord not not just head knowledge but in Right. you know intimately and how that happened was because i continued praying and fellowshiping mm. praying yeah. fellowship praying reading the word fellowship and fasting mm. you know, fasting mm. so i i it's like i dove deeper and deeper and deeper right and you know i experienced something which i never knew existed right you know what i experienced mm. God actually filled my whole being like <clears throat> I felt I didn't know that uh, uh, there was this emptiness in me 
you know, mm. I was a lonely person before. You know, I didn't know that loneliness was because God was missing from my life. I thought I was lonely because of this girl, that girl, or this thing or mm. that thing. But mm. that those period, those times, when God filled my empty soul, my mm-hmm. you know, the hole in my heart, I only mm. realized that there, there I realized how empty I, I was all along. Mm. Oh, I mm. tell you. Pastor, my, how I experienced something I I didn't know existed. You know, the presence mm-hmm. of God inside me. Hallelujah. Right. The presence mm-hmm. of God in my heart. You know, I had never nobody told me these things existed. Right. It was just uh, you know, um August 5th, that was in September, October, November. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly remember, but the presence of God came in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. That I knew, you know, when God filled me, the moment God filled me with his, Himself, you know, with His Spirit. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That mm-hmm. was an experience, but this thing came mm-hmm. when I started, you know, when I continued in pray, in prayer and fellowship every day for about mm-hmm. one or two months. Right. Well, I just want to talk to the uh, to the li- listeners also. See, mm-hmm. my friends, if you're listening, I just want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe your relationship with the Lord is not deep or real or intimate or anything, I suggest, you know, you you spend every day two, three hours in prayer and worship for one month, two months. I mm. am telling you, your life will change. This is guaranteed. Mm. I am telling you, your life will change. See, mm. um, yeah, we, we use faith, right? We use faith to believe in yes. Jesus, to believe you're safe. That's awesome, but when mm. we really pray and you know have fellowship with him seek him we actually get to meet him you know you know we actually mm. get to have it with him Amen. Oh, I, you know i can still feel it as i'm talking it's, that's been <laughs> years, you know, 20, 20 yeah. years back mm. and so it's like i went deep in the lord and yeah i, I could not get out ever since you know mm. <laughs> it's like that yeah Amen. Amen. That's all. Yeah, that's that's it, you know? I've been continuing yeah. like that ever since. Prayer and fellowship. Right. Prayer, mm. reading the word and fellowship. Amen. Amen. So there's no going back to your old there's lifestyle. No and there's no, no turning back, back right? Mm. I absolutely Amen. I absolutely don't miss them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. You know, yes. uh, Pastor, mm-hmm. the funny thing mm-hmm. is I thought I thought I was enjoying my life. Mm. Until I tasted the goodness of the Lord you know? I, until <laughs> until Amen. I came to encounter with the Lord. Amen. Maybe maybe some of your listeners right now are having this problem. Maybe they think they're shallow, you know, like mm. they're just Christians by name. Maybe they're just believers. Mm. If they're if, they, if anyone's like that, I would really suggest what I said you know before to mm. have this lifestyle of prayer and fasting and really seek the Lord so that they can encounter Him. You know, Amen. when the encounter Amen. comes, everything is changed. Everything yes. just changes. We taste mm. the goodness of the Lord. In other ways, you know, it's all theory. You know, what we read in the Bible is all like, it's all theory. It's all, um, we don't really understand them until we just encounter him or something like that. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Dennis, for sharing that. You know, such a powerful testimony and 
just um, just uh, I can just feel you know just feel the anointing over you and and um, you know so 2001 uh, was a remarkable year for you right 2001 you very got much, you got much. healed physically oh yeah 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 by the and, way by the way right. yeah I got healed <laughs> shortly after that yes. I got healed without me realizing that I was healed right I had, you know I was so in the Lord that I forgot I forgot about my heart problem I forgot about okay. my disease <laughs> I was totally <laughs> you know um I was really crazy you know I hmm. I don't know what happened Amen. but yeah I can Amen you know, wow yes yes so 2001 it was a great year marked by the Lord for you you know uh healed physically as well as spiritually meeting the Lord and and a, a complete life a transformation you know and so that's that's really wonderful and if talk uh, i just want to ask you so was there anybody a spiritual mentor or somebody during that time who you know um encouraged you or you know who kind of um twirled the fire of, of god in you were there anybody or was it just between you and your friends and and it's your personal decision to to follow god and to you know to work out your salvation did anybody play a big role in your life during yes. that time yes um actually uh it was not like there was this particular person or something but mm-hmm. because uh because i had committed to the fellowship you know that vfi fellowship yes and yes. we would have our own cell group fellowship every night and okay it was you know um actually my mentors were those books i read you know those books uh, those powerful books by uh, wonderful authors those mm. books god tv they were men- yeah. my mentors from 2001 mm. to 2003 in 2003 i met a man called dr john uh, mm. we had those conference in udaipur among the uh, medical students and it mm. was very powerful very powerful and you know there was the outpouring the holy spirit was there the love of god was being preached and people are crying you know oh, very powerful and the same year i joined their discipleship school mm. it's called the discipleship school and that was another huge stepping stone for me mm. and because you know they were giants of faith compared to yeah. me they were giants of faith dr john and all the speakers good good speakers you know one mm. of our speakers is a man called uh, pastor johnson Vergis from Bangalore. Mm-hmm. He's a very powerful and anointed preacher. You know, um, he, mm. he's the past, pastor of Bethel AG Church in Bangalore, and he, I think, he pastors the largest church in Bangalore right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And other speakers, Pastor Jeremy from um, was that Chennai. He was a prophet. You know, very powerful. Mm. So, because I went to that discipleship school, that was a stepping stone, and. Uh, the next year, I joined the team that conducted that discipleship school. They're called mm. the the leaders of the bridge, and Dr. John, the leader, became my mentor. Mm. But let me tell you, my pastor, mm. though I, I had him as my pastor and mentor, he mentored me to only a very limited um, uh, degree, you know, uh, only to a certain mm. amount. Because mm. ever since I was a child, I didn't really learn much in school. You know, I would learn everything mm. by myself. Like right. I'll go back and learn everything by myself. So I mm. think spiritually, uh, you know, uh, my my leaders taught me, but I don't know. It's like I learn. I can't say I can't say I learned everything by myself because mm. you know you get taught leaders. But yeah, it's like I did my homework. You know, by the grace of God, mm. I did my homework. Yes, yes. Read book, mm-hmm. asset pray, and all. Mm. That's what. 
And after that, I came across many mentors. You know, there's right. um, uh, John Maxwell says mm. you should. He says you should not have a mentor. Mm. You should. He says you should have many mentors. <laughs> mm. Yes. Because, yes. Amen. Yeah, because mm. one mentor does not know everything. So true. What mm. one mentor is lacking, the other can supply. Mm. That's true. Yes. Yeah, so, mm. so it's like I had many mentors. You know. Mm-hmm. But definitely because I was involved in fellowship, very active mm-hmm. in fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my um, highs and lows, of course. But then, mm-hmm. uh, that's it. No, no. My mentor mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. a mentor. Yes, yes. So that's that's really you know uh, uh, wonderful to know that you know the the fellowship of God, you know the body of Christ, always plays an important role in our uh, you know in, in in working something in our life, you know, building our faith in Him. So um, you know, I always tell others also. I just encourage them to not be a lone ranger, you know, in the in in the body of Christ, you know. But yes, we need each other. We need each other to encourage. And like you said, we need many mentors, right? Um, so that we can always walk together uh, as one in the body of Christ. So, anyways, let's move uh, forward. Um, so my next question would be, you know, like you have mentioned, you were doing your uh, doctorate degree, uh, your MBBS, and all. So you were already practicing medicine, right? And no, uh, and uh, uh, after no, you finished your, uh, no, actually, um, the Lord touched me. Two thousand one, I was in my third year MBBS. Okay. It was my third okay, year. So, I completed my course, mm. came back, came back home. I thought, joined, okay. joined the hospital, mm-hmm. worked for two years, worked for two years in the hospital. Okay. Then, um, yeah, then I quit my job. Right. Yes. Uh, so yes, my my right. So my question is yes, you were working in the hospital, and and so what made you leave your your career as a doctor and to follow Christ? Was there a special encounter that you, you know, you, you experienced from with God uh, that made you to serve Him totally and leave everything? Yeah. Tell me well, about that story. Yeah. Well, I, well, actually, my desire to be, I had this desire inside me to be in full-time ministry um, much earlier you know mm. I think it was I think the Lord had put it like that or I don't know um, so as, as I mentioned earlier I had joined the team that mm. uh, the repairs reached Dr. John and his team so when I joined his team when I looked at the teammates I noticed that people were you know there were people uh, you know in that team people from uh, you know people who were doctors dentists um, mm. Architects and you know, uh, mm. software engineers, they came on board the team. I noticed, mm. I noticed that people who were full timers were much were much more on fire than who were actually <laughs> were yeah, having maybe jobs. more more productive and efficient. No, I, yeah, yeah. Mm. When I when I looked at them, I felt I don't know whether this was true, but I mm. could see there was more fire. That's when I say fire. Yeah, mm. that's what I meant. But there was much more passion it's not that it's not that they were louder or they screamed or anything but <laughs> i just we just see it you know they were like right. people who had more time for the lord obviously had more fire in them that's what mm. i said see, i don't mean to sound very charismatic or very pentecostal when i say fire right uh, but you just notice it in their lives you know when mm. i looked at them i just i could just see that there was fire so mm. or maybe the, the anointing I, of the lord yeah, it must be. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so my uh, my reasoning was that 
the more time you had for the Lord, mm. the more on fire you were. So I had that desire to be on it, uh, to be fully working for the Lord and mm. to have all my time to the Lord. Mm. I don't know. I, I had this desire even before, mm. and there was one this uh, there was this African brother. His parents wouldn't send him any money, and he was living by faith in India, in Indore, the place we were staying. He was he didn't have much money, but he was living by faith. But somehow I admired that brother. You know, I wanted to. I also wanted to live by faith like him. So that thing, you know, that this radical faith and being fully on fire kind of turned me on right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't like that lukewarm thing, you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was a lukewarm Christian all my life, so I was fed up with that life. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. If you're a lukewarm Christian, mm. you don't get food anywhere, you know. Yeah, you, you don't enjoy, you don't enjoy the church. You don't sure. enjoy the world enjoy either. The world. Yes, yeah, you don't true. enjoy either, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I was tired of my uh, lukewarm Christianity, so. Right. Also, people. Amen. Amen. That's such a great uh, explanation, you know, of not not being in a not wanting to be a lukewarm Christian. Um, so, yeah. So, my uh, I want to ask you further. Uh, so, you decided to follow oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. and and to leave your career, you know. So, um, so it must have not been a drastic decision you made, right? Um, no, I or, don't think. See, hmm. For me personally, the mm. desire was always there. You know? oh, oh, it always been there, yes. It's always been there, but it was like, as you say, 50-50, you know, like mm. I wanted to pursue that uh, medical uh, career because, you know, it was respectable and I right. could still, I was still serving the Lord. I was preaching as mm. much as I could. We arranged crusades. I prayed mm-hmm. for the sick in the hospitals and they got healed, you know. Yes. Yeah. I saw healings, miracles, healings in the hospitals. Mm. And and I think many of the people might have thought I was crazy or something because during my duties in the hospital at night I would take the Bible and re- read it. You know? <laughs> then mm. I pray for the hospital, I pray for the patients, and um, mm. lots of things we see. But mm. you know how, why I actually left the, my calling? I'm sorry I didn't actually answer your question, but no. maybe mm. Mm. okay. Um, so that desire was there. Then mm. in 2000 five and six I noticed that I wasn't actually satisfied with what I was doing I wasn't mm. I wasn't fully satisfied I loved mm. it but I wasn't truly satisfied with being part medical doctor and part uh, a preacher you know right. like that. Mm. I wasn't fully satisfied then you know the thing about the Lord is he gives you this desire in your heart you know he says delight mm. yourself in the Lord and he'll give the desires of your heart right. so he had actually put that desire in my heart to be in full time. I think that's what mm. happened. So mm. it it was very gradual. It it was right. a sudden decision yes. or something. So mm. and I had to um I had to go to the discipleship school every year for a month, mm. you know, mm. for a month and a half because of traveling back and forth. So mm. the um the department didn't allow me to take that uh, that much time away from work mm. the first year they did the second year I wasn't allowed so I just quit my job <laughs> mm. so I just quit my job at the hospital but then okay. my mom still, my mom was still worried so just to please her I was working uh, just for two hours in one week you know okay. per week just two hours per week just to please her okay. and after that gradually gradually I met Mimi and 
that mm. huge revival broke out and there was no yeah. turning back. I couldn't go yeah. back to my job anymore. Mm. Mm. Yes, my mom also understood. My mom also understood, you know. Mm-hmm. That, uh, right. Yeah, I'm so I'm glad you talked about, you know, uh the revival thing. So that let me that leads me to my next question. Um how 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 did uh, you and Mimi, you know, how did you guys connect? How did it all begin? I don't know how we actually connected. I think she came to our fellowship. Oh, she had a she came once to our medical fellowship once. Mm. Uh, after that when I became full time, she um invited me to her fellowship and then uh then she let uh, she saw me leading worship and i think she liked it so <laughs> i know she arranged okay. some crusade and right she, right she spoke at the crusade and had me speak there and mm. lead worship in a small church mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then um she arranged for a huge crusade there in uh, in that hall in the town in the town auditorium yes. and then yes and things you know took off there Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, yes, it was a divine connection, divine definitely. And then, and, the anointing, yes. and I felt the anointing just increased there. You know, the, the power, mm-hmm. um, the power of God just increased mm-hmm. there. I saw anointings uh, that I had not seen before. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's true. That's true. And and I I know when it, it was in 2008, right? And yeah. I I was not in Mizoram, but I was in Delhi. And you know, so when the revival broke out, one of my auntie, uh, she gave me a call. You know, she said, "Auntie, there is this revival going on." You know, and and I was, and she was, I was so excited. and was, you know, because I was already saved in the Lord, and and you know, so I was excited to hear that revival thing going on. And you know, she used to inform me that this is this, this is Doctor Dennis and Mimi. They were, you know, having a crusade, and and God is just doing mighty things. You know, so. When I heard that news, you know, just really there was so much of joy in me where you know I wanted to be a part of that. And what I want to say is that uh, in that revival, you know, you, I think it was a breath of fresh air. You know, it's not like um, a church a revival that it's usually takes place. You know, so it was very like we said, uh, charismatic, and and with the new wave of 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 God of you know worship, praise and worship. I think that is what you brought in, right? Um, And so yeah, so tell me more about that. You know that 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 spirit of revival that was so different and and caught the attention of young people. Yeah, and, I you think. Know, yes. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Uh, have you finished? Yeah. So yeah, just just yeah. continue. Yeah. Uh, I think I think people actually, you know, because we were on <coughs> live television, mm. people were actually very surprised. They were, I think, we were shocked. <laughs> initially <laughs> <laughs> we were shocked because we didn't mm. do it in the traditional way you know we sang yeah. all this um, contemporary uh, gospel songs dance mm. you know like we do in this charismatic churches mm. but it wasn't it was unheard of that time in Mizoram right. people never had this praise and worship kind of yeah. thing in the way we did so mm. people were actually very um, very shocked I think in the, mm. they were they were amazed I don't know how to say it but Mm. They were surprised, and then they thought it was a youth thing, you know, mm. just a youth. Thing. But let me tell you this to the glory of God: mm. when they heard the preaching of the word, or the teaching, mm. and then, well, that's what they said. Well, that's what I believe they said. Um, um, when they heard the preaching of God's word, mm. they were actually actually understand what we were teaching. Mm. So I think that grew them, you know. Right. They, right. They understand what we were saying. Mm. And yes, Mimi was also preaching very powerfully. 
mm-hmm. and things were going on you know all that mm-hmm. was just the divine intervention the divine hand of god Amen. um very difficult to actually uh, define everything because mm-hmm. things just happened, you know things happened so yes. quick and that mm-hmm. crusade took place for about a month mm-hmm. in this in this town auditorium and very powerful people were lining up uh, mm-hmm. to get in and they couldn't get in they they couldn't get seats they went back home disappointed mm-hmm. yes yes huge mm-hmm. and oh, oh yeah that was yes, very powerful yeah. for me what mm-hmm. i noticed was as i said before the presence of god became much more stronger than we had actually experienced before mm-hmm. i believe god moves in ways um according to need i think Mm. Before yeah. we had, we would have small fellowships, small churches, and the anointing would be, of course, strong, but not as strong as uh, the presence of God we felt in that revival, you know. Mm. And, yeah, the, the, you know, actually, the cable TV carried in, and I think many people were watching by the hundreds mm. of thousands. They're watching yeah. that. Revival. Yes, yes, no. Actually, the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it happened, and mm-hmm. it went so fast. And the mm-hmm. thing I noticed, as I said, was people were, people actually um, weren't um, familiar to that kind of teaching, where mm. they could actually understand. People here, you know, Mizoram people, mm. preach and teach a lot, but they teach in a way that people actually, young people find it hard to understand. You know, they True. scream and shout. And they're good preachers, like you, of course. Like <laughs> they're good preachers, like Pastor Wadi. But uh, here, I think. Uh, they find it hard to connect the youth find it hard to connect to them probably i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. it's the grace of god yes yes praise god for for yes. your life you know and 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 that here god used you in such a profound and mighty ways that the whole Mizoram was shook you know by the power of god so you know and i and i really admire you i really learned and respect learned from you you know your your passion for the lord and i really look up to you you know so uh, but you know from a distance you know i always uh, you know catch hold of your teaching in some way or the other or oh, when i was in Mizoram for for uh, you know two years i think to uh, you know i i was a, i came to your fellowship also at that time you know so that really blessed my 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 life and my spirit also you know so um, yes and also i want to uh, uh, say this also that you are one of the greatest uh, uh, best Bible teachers that we have in Mizoram, you know, and I think many, many people have been blessed through your teaching. As you have said, you know, the way you teach is so relevant and so, uh, um, you know, easy to understand, you know. So, uh, so I really thank the Lord for your life for that. And okay, so now let's move on to the next question. Um, so the revival thing happened, and to cut a story short, um, you you start, you know, God propelled you to start a. A, a ministry called Breakthrough Believers Ministry, right? So, um, so how many years is it now, Breakthrough uh, Breakthrough Believers? Well, actually, we had started a fellowship before I, we met uh, Mimi. Right. Okay. We, we started the fellowship in 2007, mm-hmm. and still continue on till yes. today. So, how many years has mm. it been? Um, Seven, seventeen, ten, thirteen years. 13? 14? By the way, we, ha- we had another fellowship before that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we were, um, w- while I was in the hospital, we, we had another fellowship called Open Doors Fellowship. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as you, um, you know, we have a new fellowship here called Open Doors by Dr. Yes. Omten. 
yes, yes. But that fellowship, that time was called open door fellowship. But that thing okay. got over. Mm-hmm. And we right. had a new fellowship, uh, which we, uh, which is called Breakthrough Believers mm. Fellowship, and we named it Ministry later. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. So this Breakthrough Believers Ministry. Uh, is 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 really you know um, like I have said in the introduction you know that God is using your ministry to bring revival in different areas of India and even uh, around the world you know um, just setting the captives free and doing what God has called you to do you know so challenging many young people so what is uh, you know what is the heartbeat of of breakthrough believers you know as you are the founder so can you tell me more uh, about your ministry. So our vision is basically what Jesus says. He says in John 15, "Abide in me, and I'll abide in you." That mm, one. Mm. He says, "Whoever abides in me bears much fruit." Right. So our vision would be to help people abide in Christ. Mm. So that's what we do. So mm. we use what whatever methods is necessary, whether it's uh, right. in crusades or in churches, you know, conferences in churches or. Um, you know, through the internet, social media, whatever it takes to make mm. uh, to help people abide in Christ, so that mm. we can walk in love and love God, love people. So if we if we miss walking love, I think we miss the whole point. True, true. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think that sums up your not just your ministry, but the ministry mm-hmm. of everybody. You know, so I yeah. I'm really uh, yeah, I'm really encouraged to. You know, hear from you. Summing up mm-hmm. all what our life should revolve around is doing what God calls us to do: to preach the gospel, to win souls, and to disciple them, to feed them. You know, and then to walk in love. You know, that's a really um, good, beautiful way of just bringing everything together. You know, so yeah. Um, lastly, uh, Dr. Dennis, I would want to ask you. You know, um, if you have any word of encouragement, you know, to our listeners. You know, so if you have any word. Um, of encouragement, or you know, so why don't well, you share it? Yeah. yeah. Um, a word of encouragement. Um, well, I don't have a word of encouragement. I have many words of encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, there's one thing I would uh, <coughs> like to encourage uh, the listeners is mm. I, I know it may sound a little different, but to not be a pendulum Christian. You know, you know what's mm. a pendulum? Like just swinging mm. back and forth. Yeah, you're hot, and then the next day you're cold. You yeah. backslide, you slide back, and all those things. You don't mm. have to be a yo-yo Christian. Do mm. not be a yo-yo Christian. Number one, to taste the goodness of the Lord. Number two, number three, to be in your calling. You know, your calling is some is something God had prepared for you before you were even born. That mm. place where you prosper. To be in your calling. Mm. Well, to know God, to experience His love, everything. Mm. There's something you have to do. Okay. Mm. Something okay. that will help you. There's something. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to share. Let me just mm. repeat that. Let me just repeat. To be a stable Christian, to be a, a consistent Christian who doesn't swing back and forth all the time, and to taste the goodness of the Lord, and to be to fulfill your calling. To understand the love of God, to understand scriptures, to have a steady walk with the Lord, you have to do something, which mm. I think will help. Okay, give a tithe of your time. You know, tithe mm. tithe ten percent. Yes. Give a tithe of your time. 
how much time do you have 24 hours in a day give a tithe of your time to the lord and see him working miracles i am telling see his power see his goodness mm. in your life mm. let me explain a little bit can you give me a few minutes to explain yes this? please go ahead um, see, mm. let me tell you uh, all the listeners pastor and all the listeners you know you know why some people it's like it looks very unfair you know like some people are very spiritual and some people never backslide while others slide back and uh, others backslide and some people are really good you know they have they're very powerful they know the lord mm. and everything well god when we look at this god seems to be unfair you know god why why he's so gifted and i'm not no it's not like that the bible says god is not partial he is not a respecter of persons acts 10 34 35 and many other places at least three places i know god says he's not partial right so what he does for one person he'll do for the other okay mm. but then why he's he, why does he do so many good things to one person and mm. the other person does not seem to receive anything from the lord mm. yeah so it is because god loves everyone equally but mm. that person has done something for God right. to bless him. You understand? Amen. Yes. Yeah. He mm. has done that. We say God, what God does for one person, he'll do for the other. Very mm. true. It's very mm. true. This is mm. absolutely true. But right. since God is not partial, mm. that one has done something mm. which makes God bless him, which makes God use him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So this is, so, this is my message for all the listeners. Mm. As I said before, if you want to be stable, if you want to taste the goodness of the Lord, if you want to be in a calling, if you under, want to understand God, this is what I said. Please mm. give your time. Give your time, mm. your energy, your time. At least, if possible, mm. give a tithe of your time. I know it's possible. Mm. Give a tithe mm. of your time. Mm. That would be like two and a half hours. Mm. in prayer and worship and reading the word mm. man, I tell you if you do these things God will take you places God mm. will take you places why does God take some people places it's because they they have deep intimate relationship with him mm. why does God use some people it's because they are usable God is not harsh mm. you know it's because mm. they are usable so this is the basic I call this the basic four I call mm. this the basic the basic yeah. four what is the basic for number one mm. talk to jesus every day mm. talk to jesus every day how will you talk prayer mm. pray till you get a breakthrough every day number two mm. let jesus talk to you every day how mm. by reading the word you know studying the word number three talk to others about jesus every day that is fellowship church fellowship everything number four say no to sin every day say no to doing evil things say mm. no every day mm. yes that means prayer reading the word fellowship and saying no to sin mm. if you do this regularly every day if you mm. give time to the lord every day you know why see the people hearing me today may never hear me again mm. so this is the word i want to tell you my friends please mm. please please give your time to the lord it's very easy to give our hearts to the Lord. You know, we do that every time we worship. <laughs> every Sunday we dedicate our hearts, our lives, everything, even our money. But the hardest thing to give to the Lord is our time, actually. Time. That's but true. He wants your time. See, 
we know that if we give 10% of our money to the Lord, we know that he multiplies back the rest of the 90%, right? He, he yeah. blesses just like that if you give 10% of your time to the Lord I am telling you your times are in his good hands hallelujah Amen. Amen. you will be blessed I'm telling you see Amen. look Pastor Roddy I know that I could give different kinds of encouragement that God loves you you know God has good plans for you and you know these are all true God loves you he has a plan for you he wants to take you places but everybody it's like everybody tells every everybody these things Mm. Why, for me as a teacher, I want to tell this your audience mm. the way to actually tap into God's uh, abundant grace and this thing is to actually have this good intimacy, to get have this yeah. good relationship with Him, and that mm. comes only by giving time to Him. You understand? Amen. You mm. will experience His goodness, His touch. You will be hooked onto Him for life, for eternity. I'm telling you. Amen. <laughs> he, once you tasted his goodness you will you will the things of the world will grow strangely dim you know as the song says mm-hmm. things will just go dim you know the desire for fame fortune sexual pleasures will mm-hmm. just grow grow dim i'm telling you because mm-hmm. you know why do this why do these things attract us so much why does money power and sex attract us so much because you know because they are desirable why are they so desirable? Because we have not tasted the most desirable thing. Amen. That is God's goodness, God's touch, His touch, which is so real. And Amen. I'm telling my friends, you will not get it only by saying the salvation prayer. You will get it by Amen. having a daily walk with the Lord. I'm telling you, Amen. having a daily walk Amen. with the Lord. How do you do that? By those steps I told you. To talk to Jesus Amen. every day. Let Jesus talk to you every day. Talk to others about Jesus. Fellowship every day and say no to sin every day. Take time to fast Amen. every day. I am telling you, continue seeking him. You know, seek him, seek him. See, Amen. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying you seek the Lord for your salvation. You are already mm. saved. You're already mm. saved. But as Paul says, you know, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Philippians 3.10. Mm. You know, the, the great mm. apostle Paul, towards the end of his life, he says, I want to know Christ. What is he talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, the depth. He wants to go deep in the Lord because there is always more, more of Him. There is always mm-hmm. more, more. Mm-hmm. You, think, you think you have tasted the Lord? Yeah, you haven't seen anything. There's so much more, more, more. You know, let me close with this. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, if you want to develop muscles, friends, if you want to develop muscles, you will not get it by reading by reading books. You'll not get it by singing or only. You will get. You'll develop by. Getting getting up in the morning and you know flexing, um, going to gym and working on those dumbbells. Mm. You get me. If yeah. you practice going to gym every day, after three months you'll have muscles on your body. Just mm. like that, if you practice those four steps I told you, if you walk with the Lord every day, by the by three months, six months, you would have gone so deep in the Lord. Everything would be changed. You taste the goodness of God. I'm telling you. Please, my friends, don't let the Bible be only a theory. Don't let be, don't let your Bible only become some theology which you don't understand. Please spend your time with Him, and you'll understand things. You'll have mm. to make revelation. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. Thank you so much, Doctor Dennis. That was such a fire, you know, a fiery word from heaven Amen. above. And, and so I'm really encouraged and really blessed. And I know those whoever is listening also, I know you will be blessed and 
really mm-hmm. encouraged and, and also be challenged all over again. And as you hear the testimony of Dr. Dennis, you know, that he has lived a life of of a lukewarm Christian, you know, and but he had he was fed up of it and now, you know, he's always filled with the fire of God, always filled with passion and and this is what our desire for you as when well. this is Dr. Dennis desire for you also that you would walk in the fire of God and 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 in the anointing, the power of kind of calling of God. And so um before we end maybe uh if Dr. Dennis if you can pray. Uh as I pray my friends um there are many, you know, there are many um good books on how you can be a better Christian and everything. But I'm telling you, those books you read and the, even the Bible you read will actually become alive, will become alive when you encounter Him. When you encounter Lord, it becomes much more real. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray for everyone listening here that the things we say would not be just some theories or some good, something uh, interesting to listen, but that actually become their daily routine, their daily exercise, just like people who are working out in the gym every day to develop big muscles, to develop their uh, energy and stamina and health. I pray the listeners here, the listeners of this podcast would develop their spiritual life, Lord. They would de- develop intimacy, Lord, because you're not partial to anybody. What you do for one person, you will do for, to the to, to the next person, Father. If you if they keep your principles, you said, Lord, draw near to God. James four seven. He says, draw near to God, and He'll draw near to you, Father. I pray that everybody listening here would draw near to you every day, Father. Help them to give much of their time and their energy to you, Lord. Father, Father, let let not their lives be wasted. Let them be be there in the callings. Let them enjoy this great, 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 this powerful life you have created for everybody. Your purpose, let them fulfill their purpose. Let them walk in victory. Let them see great fruitfulness and abundance in every area. Let them see defeat. That I come against any kinds of fear for this coronavirus or anything, any... Uh, negative news or anything like that Lord give them the wisdom not to listen to this negative news but to listen to your word because faith comes by hearing let them hear hear your word and so does unbelief unbelief also comes by hearing let them not hear to this uh, uh, not listen to this uh, voices of fear but let them listen to you Lord And, and I pray for people who need healing Lord let them walk in health and protection and revelation and I pray for this dear pastor this woman of God, Father, whom you have blessed, and you have, uh, she has defeated cancer by your power. Father, she's, uh, she has a good testimony. She, uh, Father, she's on fire, and she's, she's a model for so many people, uh, for even the Mizos and people outside. Father, I bless her, Pastor. I bless Pastor Wadi and her podcast and all ministry. In the name of Jesus, let her prosper greatly. Let her do better than all her teachers. Let her have more wisdom than all her teachers because because of your word. Father, I pray, let the passion always be stirred. Let the fire always be stirred in her. And let thousands, millions of people being touched by her ministry. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Dennis, and thank you for your prayer as well. It really means a lot. I receive it by faith in Jesus' name. And thank you so much for your time. It means a lot to me. So maybe God willing, you know, if there is a better time, I would love to have you again and talk more about different, you know, topics. Because we have so much in you that, you know, that that we can, you know, we can take hold from you, you know. So 
Okay, so thank you. And thank you everyone for listening to our conversation. And I, we truly hope you are blessed. And, and please do share it to your friends and family so, um, so that they will be blessed as well. And so we'll catch you again on the next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay home and stay blessed and take care.